0: This is the We Can Do Better podcast with Adam Ollier, talking about Michigan's 2nd Senate District, featuring stories from Detroit, Grosse Point, Amtramck, Harper Woods, and Highland Park, told by the people doing the work, and myself, Senator Adam Ollier. I'm here with one of my very favorite uh, new colleagues, a two-time, not one, but two-time Teacher of the Year. Uh, Senator Paul Hank, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, hi everyone listening. I'm Senator Polhanke, uh Dana, with a Y, D-A-Y-N-A. And yes, I am now a senator, but just uh, this school year, I was actually a teacher, a high school English teacher, and I have been um, for about 19 years.
0: And we saw your students come up to Lansing just recently. They did,
1: I, oh, I held it together on the Senate floor, but we bust about 90. Nine o wow. of them up and um, and they waved and they're just their face, I mean they're 12th graders. I say they're little faces, but they're like my kids. They're 17, 18 years old. But they were waving at me and I held it together, but then when I went up to the gallery, I just lost it. And you cried. looked
0: great. I so uh, you will have to check out Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But uh, our good friend Senator Moss found the best photo of you. Waving happily uh-huh. back, so yes. it's been exciting. How are you enjoying your time in the legislature?
1: Well, there's honestly there's not a lot to not love, you know. <laughs> coming from you know, I have this big beautiful desk as a senator. It's you know mahogany, and you know you don't get a lot of frills as a teacher. I you think just pretty cherry. much it's not it's cherry, not
0: anchorman, no rich All right, mahogany, no out rich here.
1: mahogany and leather round mm-hmm. books. Um, so as a teacher, you know you're collecting pencils off the floor because you need pencils. And Wait, you're are you up- telling
0: me that we don't fund teachers <laughs> enough to have the school materials what? that they need? I'm, I'm and, shocked. I'm outraged.
1: Yes, I am telling you that.
0: Wait, um, are you a real teacher? Like, are you certified? Or,
1: yes, I am certified. You were te-
0: teaching at a real school. A
1: real public school. And you
0: didn't have the. I have mati- a
1: master's degree in teaching. That's true. Wait, and I'm certified to be a, an administrator. And that's you also weren't.
0: True. You didn't have school supplies.
1: Um, not, I mean, we had, you know what? So we did have some, but it's, we always needed pencils.
0: <laughs> that's crazy for me because, you know, I, I was raised to believe, you know, the, the narrative is only Detroit public schools, like schools in you know, mm-hmm. urban districts, don't mm-hmm. have those kind of things. So it's, it's nice, I don't want to say it's nice to know, yeah. but it's, it's sad to know that that is statewide, that it's, it's not systemic. just my district, it's not, you oh, know, yeah. but that people don't have the things that they need to educate kids.
1: Yeah, that, some of that is true. Some of that is true. I, you know, I. Um,
0: and what district gosh, did you teach in?
1: I taught it in uh, New Haven. Uh-huh. So it's a village. It's a small district. I've gotten a flat
0: tire there before.
1: You got really on
0: my bike on my way to Lansing, but that's a, a oh whole longer gosh. story of me and shenanigans.
1: So New Haven is super interesting. The historic part that I I think is true, is that it was a stop on the Underground Railroad, so it's a new haven, new safe place. Uh So a lot of the families stayed. So we have almost 20% African American, um, the largest African American uh, population, I would say, in Macomb County School District, Wow. and surrounded by a sea of not a lot of diversity. So um, it's funny because the proms, it'd be, you know, because we have country kids. Uh Who are literal farm kids, uh-huh. and then we have, you know, uh, our African American kids. So at the prom, there was a fight with the music sometimes, mm. but it's not a fight because would they play a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, a little well, bit you know, hip hop. The, they have that of,
0: new uh, song with uh, what's his name, Lil Nas X yeah, and Billy Ray Cyrus. And oh, like, do they? Yeah. So <gasps> he 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 was a rapper who got to like number one on the country charts, and they're like, no wait, that's not country. So then they bounced him, so then he got Billy Ray Cyrus on on the remix, and now it's back to being number one, so.
1: That's New Haven.
0: When you get some time, you'll have to check it out.
1: Oh my god! All gosh. your
0: students know all about I'm it. I'm
1: sure they do, because that is my school.
0: Yeah, but so, you wanted to talk about something that's kinda in your bailiwick, and something that I think is especially important to me, mm-hmm. do you wanna
1: Yeah, I don't like the third-grade reading law.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll have to explain what that third-grade reading law is and who it affects and kind of the whole thing. In
1: 2015, somebody who's probably not even a legislator anymore looked at our third-grade reading scores. They actually looked at the fourth-grade NAEP scores, which is a national test. And for a whole other podcast, Adam, they looked at them incorrectly. But they saw that we're not doing well in you know, fourth grade reading. And so, you know, in kind of like a a punitive approach, um, they said, well, we've got to put a stop to this, so we are going to make it a law that if a third grade student in Michigan does not, is not reading at grade level, Mm -hmm. um, then we are gonna retain them. We're going to hold them back a year. And uh, in order for a kid to not be held back, a parent has to go in and ask for a good cause exemption. And it's a lot of f- red tape.
0: So wait, let me just, yeah. before we get into the, the details of this, mm-hmm. let's reestablish your bona mm-hmm. You are an English teacher.
1: Yes, I, I, I'm certified to teach English and psychology.
0: And you taught for?
1: 19 years, including, you know. And you were teacher
0: of the year twice. Yeah. So if anyone were to ask, yeah. this is something you know about. I do. And your colleagues, other teachers, other mm-hmm. English teachers, felt like this was good, bad, and different.
1: I think it's bad. It's, I mean, there's, there are a lot of reasons why retention is bad. Um, it hurts kids. There's a lot of data that says Retaining a kid will cause them to drop out later on. So, um, it's expensive.
0: You know, I promised you a, yeah. uh, a fun story. So I want in, one. In third grade was the first time I had English and reading in school, because I went mm-hmm. to a foreign language immersion school, I went to Flix, and uh, I, was getting, I was a pretty solid A mm-hmm. student, but I went to be a D student in English and mm-hmm. reading, I, or just in reading, not in English, mm-hmm. but uh, I couldn't read at grade level in third mm-hmm. grade. And so every day, oh, mm-hmm. twice a week, I went to a special one-on-one thing Mm -hmm. with a individualized reading instructor Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to catch up. And so as you talk about this third grade reading scales and and being retained and kind of all of those things and you talk about that, hey, this is what it means for the broader structure, I think it is really unique that it means something for that kid too.
1: What do you think it would have done to you and your prospects had you been flunked essentially. probably
0: wouldn't have been great in third grade although I won't I won't lie my first grade teacher was historically a holder backer teacher and it's always funny you know you remember old uh, video recorders where they like you really have to hold it on your shoulder yes. so my brother is recording my first grade promotion and my first grade teacher is saying that uh, there were going to be some students who were gonna spend oh. a little more time with her because they had not uh, gained domination of the language. And so she held, I don't know, three or four students back from first grade, and they, but they they caught back up the next year, Mm -hmm. right? So they spent another month or two in first grade and were able to transition to second grade. Mm -hmm. But the social impacts even as first graders or second graders was like, oh gosh, you're, you didn't pay. And
1: you're always that kid who was held back. Mm And I'm so glad you shared that story because that's, I've heard it before, you know, kids just read developmentally at different times. And I I think it's damaging to hold kids back, Uh, not to mention um, it's costly, Uh, not to mention...
0: um, Well, I I um, think the thing that that was really unique was you talked about the difference in parents' ability to I'm, show cause, right? And yeah. so that says that parents who are more fluent, who have resources, who can...
1: It's not even that.
0: Argue. There's, the they'll
1: give you the... You really just have to go in and say, I don't want my child to be held back. And uh, it's in the best interest as a child. You don't have to present proof or anything. It's just, this is what I want in the best interest of my child. The problem is... Think about the parent, and I've, I've dealt with this every year for for almost two decades. By the time a, a family um, registers with the school in September, by April or May, their phone ha- has been turned off, mm-hmm. their wireless has been turned off, so there's no more email, and they've moved once. So are you telling me that a kid is going to take an M-step in April and they're somehow gonna make a turnaround and get that kid's test scores back, and then they're gonna mail a certified letter, Um, that's gonna be your one official notification, Mm -hmm. and that says that your kid is not gonna move forward a grade. So I'm thinking about, and and then you have a 30-day window, Adam, you have from June 1st to June 30th to receive the letter, if you get it, Uh to make an appointment, Let's say you, you, you don't have a car because right. car insurance is so expensive in Detroit. To make an appointment with the superintendent or her or his designee and then ask for this exemption. So you have, so you have that your... in a 30-day window. That's
0: a lot to get done in 30 days. If,
1: you're, if you even get the email, the letter, the, the, the phone call. Mm-hmm. So I think this is, is discriminatory against, you know, low-income families, frankly. Uh, I just, I don't think it's fair. Um, Not to mention, I don't know how much time we have, I don't want to get too wonky, but 5% of, of Michigan students don't attend kindergarten. So let's say you're a teacher or a school and you've got three years, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, to get this kid ready to read, but you don't even see him one year of that. Yeah. Yet your district, it's going to be posted somewhere, how many people you, kids you had to retain.
0: Oh, it's posted how many kids I'm you sure have to it's retain? going
1: to be I'm sure it's going to be posted somewhere how many kids are retained in each school, and that, you know, it's, it's probably not going to look good for Certainly schools won't with more look retentions. Um, another thing, there are uh, 15 to 16,000 Michigan four-year-olds per year sign a waiver to have their child attend kindergarten early. So you say, well, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem with that is, if you're a kindergarten teacher, and you ha- the difference between four-year-old and a five-year-old developmentally mm-hmm. is a lot. It's one you know, f- fourth of someone's life <laughs> knowledge, okay? So if you're a teacher, um, and you have a-, a class with four-year-olds in it, the teacher has to teach to the middle. Yes. So you're gonna sacrifice rigor so you have three years to get these kids ready, yet in kindergarten, you have to teach four-year-olds who might not be even ready to be there. Well, that's a, so that's a whole other thing.
0: That's a whole lot to be thinking about. Yeah. So I think, you know, you hear a big push from the business community to do third-grade reading levels. And I, I think as leaders and, and senators, it's incumbent on us to think about what that means for our residents in our district, right? So I have a lot of mm-hmm. folks who are gonna be ESL, English or Second Language mm-hmm. Learner students uh, because they, their parents are from immigrant communities because they're moving in, because they're becoming new to some of these things. So are there any options for someone who has English or Second Language issues?
1: I think that there are some carve-outs um, for kids who cannot be retained. I think a kid who's already be, been retained cannot be retained. I think a kid who might be ELL or have an IEP, cannot be retained. So there are some exemptions. And I think, e- I, I can't, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think ELL is one of the That's exemptions. Right.
0: We'll check it out. Yeah. We'll get some answers. We'll yeah. solve and, it in the comments. Uh, or so
1: what I'm advocating for is keep your law, keep all the supports that you've put in, even put more funding into it. I
0: Give like more the literacy funding.
1: coaches, help the kids. Just don't retain them. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that punitive piece. And I'm seeing, I'm very encouraged that I I actually saw Representative Hornberger um, come out in support of this yesterday in a Detroit News article. So I'm very excited to discuss this with he her. You must have
0: she, heard that a two-time teacher of the year was saying that retaining know. students wasn't the way to go.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if she heard that or if she thought about it herself. She has some, some education background. So I'm excited that, that people are on board with this.
0: Because there are more educators in the legislature this year than there have been yeah. in past, right?
1: Teach, being a teacher, turns out, um, people trust you, and they like uh, you in these these statewide positions so so a lot of teachers were elected yes that's cool, yeah,
0: and so when we have all these these teachers, have you guys been able to talk about any other things weighing in on these some of these policies it's nice to have people who were yeah. in the classroom and now talking about the policy. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, I think the stark difference is, yes, we have more people, and yes, we are talking um, here and there, And um, but I, we, I did some research when I got here, and I, I wanted to know if there were any any Michigan public school teachers ever on the education committee in this Michigan Senate. Not for at least the last 10 years. So you have people making these laws that affect teachers and students like the teacher evaluation law when you have literally no one on that committee who knows about education.
0: And you're so on the committee now? I right?
1: am actually the Democratic vice chair. I'm Ooh. pleased to, to be that. So I'm well, glad
0: to have you there. Um,
1: thanks. yeah. So. so so the teachers get together. yeah, we talk and, Think about what's good to do next, like, you know, we believe in lowering class sizes, maybe even getting a minimum teacher pay of uh, 40,000. You know? That would be nice that someone who
0: went through all the work of going to Mm. college and getting a master's degree Mm. would make a reasonable salary to support them and their families.
1: Yeah, I have a um, teacher colleague friend, she was valedictorian of her large high school in uh, Utica. Mm -hmm. U of M Ann Arbor grad, math teacher, great, brilliant, dynamic teacher. And she has a ton of side jobs. Um, She uh, does shift. Mm. She was planting flowers for a while. She does the beverage cart on a golf course. She tutors. Um and these are all her side jobs that she does to, to have a little condo in, in Macomb County, you know?
0: That's so, I had a real world experience with that, so my wife and the munchkin yes. and I, on Saturday, Saturday we went to Bahama Breeze, the wife likes, and so we're sitting there, and we have this very nice waiter, he's great service, and uh, he says, and this is what he does in the evenings, because he's a PE teacher, in uh, Novi Public Schools. I was like, what? He's a full-time teacher, all day, day. has to wait tables Mm -hmm. in the evenings and on weekends to make it. Mm -hmm. And so I just think as we talk about um, kind of third grade reading levels and and standards Mm -hmm. and all types of things, we should also be thinking and considering what does it mean to support the people who are gonna be tasked with ensuring that kids can hit the mark or not. I can remember every single teacher I've ever had. I can name them yep. uh, right now because mm-hmm. they were good and they made a huge impact yep. on my life and yours. And I know as an educator, I'm preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. But what else do you have going? Is there any, you have any other things we should know about?
1: Uh, gosh, I'm so about education, you know. <laughs> no, I is mean, there some something
0: th- else that we need to know about Senator Dana Polhanke that... Uh, that it's relevant, you know. I mean, you're an educator, and one of the very few in the Senate.
1: Right. I mean, are you interested that I'm, I, I am a casting director. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have left. Uh, we're
0: we're closing down, but I think people would, would love to know that, and maybe yeah. we'll get you back, and we'll be able to oh, talk yeah. about we'll talk about some the of those f- things. Michigan
1: film industry or lack all right. Let's of...
0: we'll, we'll end with this one. Yes. Who is the coolest person you've ever put in a movie?
1: Put in a movie. Um, you know, I deal with regional folks, but I came very close uh, to to putting um, a kid from Gross Point into a, uh, to be Aladdin in the Wills. What? Movie. Yes, uh, I still think he is the preferred choice. But you we almost got there.
0: one of my constituents yeah. in Aladdin. Yes. Now yes. that is His how you finish a podcast.
1: Antonio Cipriano, and he screen tested with Guy Ritchie Ooh, in buddy. England. He was one of three.
0: Well, we are excited. We'll have to find him. Maybe we'll to able to get him on.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, thank you so much, Dana, for coming You're on well and, and talking to us about third grade reading standards and all that kind of stuff.
1: Everything else. All right. Peace out.
0: This has been the We Can Do Better podcast with Senator Adam Ollier. Thank you for listening to our guests as we talked about how we can do better.